Welcome to the Pulse Podcast, personal conversations about life, leadership, and legacy with inspiring founders, entrepreneurs, and leaders of industry. I am R. Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. I am pleased to host this podcast episode. Wisdom Board is a fast-growing digital leadership platform powered by curated content, blue chip services, valuable human capital resources, and an expansive expert network. Wisdom Board is dedicated to empowering excellence for private companies at the board level. Today, we're joined by Mark Davis, founder of Interplay Ventures in New York, uh, an old friend of mine and a serial entrepreneur, venture capitalist as well, and Columbia veteran along with myself. Uh, uh, Mark, it's great to have you here uh, today on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's been a while. Uh, you've been very busy. Uh, tell us how life's treating you. What do you focus on these days? Uh, yeah, busy at, at home, working in a Groundhog's Day like everybody else. Um, we are actively working on all three dimensions of our business. Um, I don't know if folks are familiar, but Interplay has three parts. Uh, we are a venture capital firm focused on early stage technology. So we're actively investing. We made 10 investments in 2020, uh, despite the pandemic um, and are continuing at that pace. Uh, we also have an incubation business where we help really early companies get on the rails in material operational hands-on way. We, we think of it like private tutoring for new founders. And then uh, we have built nine companies, eight of which provide services to startups. Uh, they're companies like Founders Shield, Benwise, Chelsea Capital, Spoke, Hourly Legal, Fire on Marketing, and Spark Digital. Uh, the companies collectively service about 15% of all venture-backed companies in America. Uh, we employ about uh, 450 people across those companies. Uh, and they cover all the main things that every startup needs from insurance to software development to marketing. People can find out more detail about those on our website. So between all those, we've been busy. We've been adding new investments about one a month and also actively incubating more companies. That's great. You've uh, been very active in building communities to help uh, other founders and entrepreneurs as well uh, at Duke and Columbia, where you and I are from. And it takes a while to build those communities. Um, what do you find to be the most uh, the most helpful to those entrepreneurs when you when you interact with them in the communities as well as the in your venture capital boards? Yeah, you know, when I started the communities, the, really the goal was to create a gateway. Uh, so many of the folks at, at Columbia, where I started the first community, were following the the herd to consulting, banking, and other professions. And there's nothing wrong with those professions, but they weren't the, really the first choice for a lot of folks. They just didn't see another path. So the goal of these communities has been to shed a light and make it less scary on the path towards entrepreneurship uh, by bringing other people together who are alums, uh, fellow students, talking about issues, meeting each other. It's more or less a support group that provides a lot of resources, access to capital, introductions, et cetera. So we've been running these communities. Uh, the oldest is probably 16 years at this point. Um, the Columbia group is in 50 city, you know, uh, sorry, 12 cities, 50 events a year. 6,000 members, very active. The Duke group is growing rapidly. Uh, but it's something I'm just personally passionate about. I think um, I, I believe deeply that innovation is kind of, you know, I, I say this on my Twitter, I believe innovation is hope. And while that sounds a little cheesy, um, I think we have to build our way out of most of our problems. And so the more people we enable, the better. 
Absolutely. At Wisdom Board, we're focused on that as well to provide knowledge and continuous learning to, to the directors of boards, many of which are entrepreneurs and many of which are come from venture capital or they're investing in venture capital themselves. So let's talk more about innovation. I mean, there's so many different ways that founders of venture capital or even private equity uh, create their, their brands and their mission around investing. What is it about innovation that really drives you and, and how do you how do you help bring that into your affiliates and your clients? I think everything we do is centered around the idea of making um, innovation a little bit easier, right? Everything from the communities where we're trying to help it be less, people be less afraid and more naturally find resources. Like you, I also run a podcast, Innovation with Mark Peter Davis, where I interview people uh, typically in the VC community or CEOs of companies. And that's about knowledge sharing and helping tr- bring out real truth and insights, sound bites you can't get from the 24-hour news cycle. You know, the companies we've built, the service businesses are designed to make uh, existing entrepreneurs more effective, take friction out and risk out with the core functions. Capital, same thing. Everything we're doing is about streamlining this machine. What the innovation economy is doing, by definition, is building the future of our society layer by layer, it changes the way we eat, the way we get medicine, everything beyond. And so I think, you know, the more or less uh, way I think, I think about our industry is really a broader platform for advancing mankind. And if we get to play a small part in an interplay, it's very inspiring to me. So it's very easy to get out of bed every day working on this. That's great. Uh, and as part of that, we see an explosion of the B Corp from B Lab. We see an explosion of the conversation around stakeholder capitalism, conscious capitalism, and mindfulness at the at the corporate level. Um, what are your thoughts on how how CEOs can find the bandwidth to to think about the softer issues and supporting them uh, at at the board uh, as an investor, as a as a mentor around around these areas of stakeholder capitalism, conscious capitalism, and and innovation being part of that, so that they're their companies work better and their people are managed better or have better data, better cultural structures. I think it's critical, but I think the, the real gap in this space on the, at the board level is really around education. There are other ways in which boards are motivated or constructed in other countries that we have more or less dismissed in the States as being too socialist. Um, and I, you know, we can debate the merits of everything, but I, I think taking, doing some self-reflection and looking at the pros and cons of different models is always a good idea. Um, the second one of our companies stops innovating, it starts dying. So we don't upgrade our methods. What does that mean for our approach to society? So I would say more broadly, it's very important for people to be thinking about the broader impact of their actions. Um, and the challenge I think a lot of people face is, you know, people get on their boards and when the boards have very dissenting views around what the pole star is and how the machine is supposed to operate, it can lead, it can lead to a lot of friction in an already political, sometimes dynamic. So the more people are educated, hopefully the more they'll be aligned around what the objectives are, you know, primary, secondary and tertiary, uh, as a board. It's interesting. I, as we founded Wisdom Board this summer, thinking about um, how boards are constructed, how they're staffed, how they're managed, what their mission is, um, the research that we did, and having been on 10 boards myself, it seemed like there's very little consistency or guides or framework for boards to 
to operate sort of like, you know, starting to drive without any driving courses or taking an SAT without, without coaching, no one's training you. Right. So yeah, no one is trained, you know, you and I are, are lucky to have the training that we've had that we actually know what we're doing. But if, if you're, you know, a talented operator or a co-investor or a family member or a friend and you're tapped into a board, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility there. Right. So in the venture capital or the family office or the super entrepreneur world, maybe what situations have you seen that could be improved in terms of board construction or uh, what, what piece of the puzzle tend to be, tend to be missing in some of those board dynamics? Yeah. I'm going to say something even a, a little bit more extreme. I don't think most VCs have been trained about how, on how to be on board. There is very little in the way of training and infrastructure and venture capital in general. And board dynamics and the nuances of navigating them, uh, more or less, you know, VCs are generally spread too thin and they're just thrown into the fire and they figure it out. And if they've got the right types of operating and social skills, uh, they might, may find their way. Some do, some don't. Some learn from each other. There's a lot of ongoing apprenticeship and mentorship, but no formal training. I think even in my business school program, I mean, we both did Columbia. I took one class on governance. Um, and I was grateful I had the opportunity to take a class on it, but it was an elective and I don't think many people took it. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of people who end up later in their career on boards, have no formal training, no context, and no uh, systematic approach. I would say most boards are dysfunctional by and large, um, either because the, there's a lack of trust in the boardroom or people are not sharing transparently the information they need to do or there's a lack of understanding of the approach and process. And I wouldn't say I have it all figured out. I'm not the expert of all things boards, uh, but I have found that uh, board meetings that are run from a dashboard of real targeted KPIs are very more, far more efficient than the traditional data dump where you show up and there's a 50 slide deck and you're trying to figure out what to make of it and find the narrative. Yeah, we've killed some trees in our days. Yes, and the, when, you, when you have a dashboard where, the, where everyone's agreed on the KPIs that you're steering the business with, you can dive in and have productive conversations. Frankly, I prefer if board meetings are not updates, but are brainstorming sessions in tenor, in tone. And I think that's very uh, uncommon in the way they're actually constructed. I think that's the goal is to get people updated, but then to figure out solutions. Um, and uh, it doesn't seem to be that the case that that happens as often as one would like. So frankly, I think they're just generally very dysfunctional and there's a real need for training in the market. Maybe we should start uh, an award series for functional board awards and, and give some, uh, some grants out, some, some carrots, right? Yeah, I think it'd be great. No, I think if, if there was just an emphasis within uh, these broader communities to do something that you're alluding to and you're doing, just to focus on the quality of these dynamics, I think that would be worthwhile. It's something that people just assume folks will figure it out. In no job is there no training, you know, except for maybe boards and a few others. Right, right. It's, uh, it's the wild west, right? Every, the intellectual wild west. But one thing that was interesting that was suggested along these lines of what you're saying is maybe it would be helpful to have mock sessions or sort of um, uh, trial sessions for coaching um, either before a board or for a board to walk through these softer issues or like you're saying more of a mentoring brainstorming session there could be uh, a way to evolve the board environment to one that's more creative um, even Bezos is really 
maniacal about having efficient board meetings or meetings, right? So that's one approach to it is just efficiency. Um, but I think what you're alluding to is more creativity and the creativity is related to innovation because if you don't allow for creativity and allowing emotional intelligence to flow, then you're not gonna get to the innovation and having a peer environment where you can bounce the ideas off each other real time is, is still, you know, the old school is, is still and the most effective way to get those ideas uh, sticking on a whiteboard as opposed to just text on Slack. Yeah. And there's no time for it. If you spend the entire time just drinking from a fire hose of useless information. I think there are the very least there's room for a set of best practices, a uniform set that people kind of sign up and say, okay, this is how you should run a board meeting. This is what the goal of a board meeting is. This is what we should aim to accomplish. Here's a basic methodology. I think people don't have that. That's the level I think most boards are at. Uh, now it, it still works and the world is functioning and maybe it's not a big enough problem where no one's set out to solve it. Uh, but do I think it's an important one? I do actually think it's an important one. I think it's worth focusing on. And I don't think it would be very complicated to get from people from where they are to where they need to be. Yeah, it's kind of like a lost art, but not really an art that's been made yet. So it's an interesting point. What are some of the most inspiring opportunities and sectors or themes that you're seeing right now in this in this world? Uh, what what gets you excited to interplay? Um, some people are SaaS, some people are fintech, some people are brands. You have a unique range of uh, of skills back from your uh, accounting days through to Draper and now to your own platform. So what what's on your mind these days? Yeah, uh, my focus is a little bit broader. We are looking for the underlying uh, fundamentals of businesses that are positioned to scale. So while we target in traditional sectors and spaces and have a traditional sector focus for a tech focused firm, uh, what I like to really focus on is where the innovation can be disruptive. And that sounds quite trite, but the concept that VCs are going to go out, come up with the best ideas in the country and invest in those companies. It's not a great business model. In my opinion, I call that active sourcing. I believe in passive sourcing. I believe that if you have 330 million people dealing with problems in their life and some percentage of them are capable of solving them, they will raise their hand and say, hey, there's an opportunity over here in a space you've never experienced, a problem you've never felt. I mean, just to give you an example, for some of these could be the most mundane. We're involved in a hardwood flooring company and it's not something anyone's thinking about. It's a fantastic company. They've brought technology to that space. It's not something I would have come up with on my own. So we're seeing fantastic opportunities all over the place. Again, it's, it's the story of technology upgrading uh, many existing industries. I think at this phase in this part of the cycle where the internet's been around now for 20 years, we're seeing the internet bleed into little edge case markets where there, there isn't a lot of entrepreneurs focusing. And uh, so I, you know, I would have said 10 years ago, I think we've disrupted everything and everything's gonna be a social media company or a new version of e-commerce company going forward. It's not the case. There's still untapped green space where technology has not played its appropriate role. And it's always fascinating watching that unravel. It's amazing that there's still room to grow. You know, you think of Murphy's, Murphy's Law and, uh, and, and Moore's Law, that is, and it just keeps going. And it's incredible, especially when guys like you and I, you know, we, uh, we were happy to start on, on, a, on a BlackBerry, even a Palm Pilot. I see you have your um, multi-game Atari in the back, which I'm really jealous about. Also, Mark has a better podcast equipment than I do. Um, in terms of innovation, I like to think about quotes and I have one here that Thomas Edison uh, 
said, which is very simple, which is that the value of an idea lies in the using of it. So it's great to have lots of ideas, right? And that's great for creativity, but you actually have to use it to have the USP be, be activated and then be able to scale that so it's useful for society. What is uh, the one kind of takeaway that people should think about if they're a founder or if they're working with you or co-investing with you? You know, what is, what is that takeaway you think about every day that gets you going at Interplay? We're in service of the community, right? We are helpers. Interplay is here to help people, right? We help entrepreneurs get on the rails through incubation. We help entrepreneurs scale through funding. We help entrepreneurs avoid operational pitfalls through our, our service platform. We are here to help folks. We're inspired by it. Uh, we're doing a whole bunch of things that probably aren't completely economically rational because we love them. We're actively building dozens of communities just to support people. And it'll all come around, but I believe the more you give, the more you get. And at this point, really focused on giving. So I think we're going to, we can play a role in accelerating the innovation um, in all geographies, not just limited to Silicon Valley, around the world, which is not necessarily the role of our firm. I think that's inspiring. So hopefully we can, you know, play a small part in a bigger story, but the story is not venture capital. It's not a bunch of people getting rich. It's not angels and it's not what's written in TechCrunch. The story is the progress of mankind. That's great. Well, you're building a legacy and just keep keep uh, driving uh, ahead every day, building on that. Uh, it's really been a pleasure to have you today as a guest on the Pulse podcast series by Wisdom Board. I've really enjoyed hearing more about your career and your experiences and interests and success interplay and prior to that. Thanks for having me. Pulse is a digital collection of personal conversations with respected private company experts. Pulse listeners enjoy enlightening lessons, wisdom, and journeys of interesting people. Pulse is a production of Wisdom Board, a trusted leadership brand dedicated to empowering private companies to achieve excellence in the boardroom. Wisdom Board lives on LinkedIn and online at wisdomboard.co. Please subscribe to our podcast, available on all major channels, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. I am R. Adam Smith founder of Wisdom Board. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast.